All right, we're back on tailgate season presented by the Cokehams Network. I am Logan sitting here with Jordan and Kenny Stats. And be sure to give us five stars and a great review and subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and now available on YouTube. The podcast will be, uh, this channel is up and running. The podcast will be live on there very, very shortly. But go on and give us a uh, subscription while you're at it. That's at tailgate SCN, tailgate season on YouTube. Uh, check out the website, ColdCansNetwork.com for block content merch. All right, I know that uh, once again, you two have something to start. Kick off the show about Brad Brownell, who I with, I don't even, I never think about Brad Brownell, right? Until I see one of you guys or somebody retweet something or tweet something about him, and then I just think, huh, how long has this cat been in Clemson? <laughs> he lives rent-free in my head. Um, so... For those that you don't know, that uh, the comments he made talking about it's hard to win at Cameron, and there was a reason why. Uh, who was it that got fouled? Was it Proctor? Wasn't it Proctor that got fouled with like one yeah, point something less? And um, <laughs> it was a questionable call, but it ended up sending him to the free throw line. He hit two free throws, and uh, Duke beats Clemson to avoid losing two in a row at Cameron, which doesn't usually happen anyway. Um, and so, with that being said, as a Carolina fan, I can relate to Brad Brownell. Um, <laughs> with with the, how it is at Cameron, it's tough to win there anyway. And then you got to beat basically seven on the court at all times. More than that, it's um, like playing in the Dean Dome. Shit, you know that's not true either. But uh, no, it's no, statistically, no. it's true. <laughs> I want to know what these stats are. I think you just say stats and hope I don't check my, my My favorite part about when we argued about this, so we don't have to re- completely rehash it, this one, uh, a few episodes back, Jordan and I debated this. Jordan went from, uh, I was told him that they actually ran the numbers on getting point uh, or fouls called for you and fouls called against you, and Carolina led the league. And Jordan goes, who are they polling with this? Who are they polling with this? And I was like, it's not a public opinion poll. These are They just crunched the numbers. I think you got it from Wikipedia. <laughs> if, if, I mean, that's that's what I think happened. because there's, Jordan, there's Jordan no was like Michael true. Scott on the episode with the Michael Scott Paper Company when they were going bankrupt. And he's like, just crunch the numbers again. Crunch the numbers again. <laughs> Press the button. Crunched. <laughs> it's still the same. <laughs> I do want to know, like, because I've looked for stats. And one of them I looked up tonight, and we'll talk about this later on the show, was Carolina's record with TV Teddy as the referee. And yeah. I couldn't find it anywhere. And so I want to know where the hell you're getting these numbers from because I can't I can Google it all I want and I can't ever find them. So please send me your link where you find these pointless stats that that are just totally not true. <laughs> Jordan's looking uh, for some pointless stats that he can he can start using his ammo is all he wants yeah. to know. I, I hate to break it to you, Jordan, but uh there's this crazy new website that he just came out with. It's called Google. <laughs> That's where a lot of these answers. I, I'm gonna look at it. Come from <laughs> Jordan's like that must be but, new. I'm still using Yahoo <laughs> with, my, with my with my AOL uh, uh, email address. I'm looking. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. Actually, I've got to go put my away message on on AIM right now. Let everybody know uh, that I'm podding. <laughs> I'm using MSN. Uh, the search for there. So, oh man. That's not no. There's no way those stats are real. But uh, what is your guys? What are you guys' opinion on the uh, the foul 
and what Brad, Brad Brownell said. Well, I thought it was funny that you said that it was a questionable call there at the end. Well, it clearly was a, a foul and, uh, you know, say that the Clemson was robbed. Well, Clemson's, let's just call it last five, six possessions. It was, uh, um, or I need to look it up again to make sure I got it right. But it was a made basket by Clemson and then turnover, 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 turnover. And then, then, you know, miss shot there at the end or whatever you call that, you know, cross court pass to PJ hall. And, you know, he clearly tackled a guy uh, trying to go after the ball. And, you know, if it was anything, it should have been called an offensive foul there at the end. So, yeah, yeah, it's a real uh, – Brad, Brad Brownell is just – I mean, plain and simple, he's just a whiny little bitch. I mean, he just complains all the time when he loses. Like, look in the mirror, take accountability for yourself, and, you know, say, hey, we, I, you know, I lost this game. You know, Clemson Clemson had their chances to come back and, and, and win this. But they they had a lot of turnovers there at the end and fell apart. Plain and simple. That's that's all new, buddy. I mean, plain and simple. I will say that I can understand why people who hate Duke would look at that in real time and be like, are you kidding me? That wasn't a foul. However, the moment you see the replay, the moment you see the photos from that actual play, it was an, it was an obvious foul. Like, Proctor got hacked. But nothing cracks me up more than listening to Tar Heel fans complain about officiating. <laughs> because, again, I admit Duke has been the beneficiary of some officiating going their way over the years, but no one in the ACC has ever benefited more on the hardwood than the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill. So it, it's stats. just it's, it's rich that they just have this false idea in their head that the NCAA hates us, the ACC office hates us, like it's so crazy to me, but you know, I digress. The I didn't get upset with the no call today. No, the Carolina game, and we'll get into that a little later on. But uh, the replay you know, on that though was it, that wasn't a no call. If you actually look at the replay from the side camera, because it just showed it, I have the game on right now. They're showing it at the halftime of the state game. Uh, R.J. Davis, to his credit, it's a smart basketball play, but he he totally was like threw his head back was like trying to draw contact, trying to draw the foul. It's a smart basketball play, but he didn't get the call. It wasn't really a foul. Because he wasn't a Cameron. That's exactly what happened with Tyrese Proctor. He threw his head back when he got jumped into. He got hacked oh, across God. the arm. Oh, was the, no. being, a, being at Cameron has nothing to do with it. If oh, this no, was in the Dean Dome, he would have probably got the foul call. But the fact More that it was likely. in Atlanta at Georgia Tech, they're not going to call that foul. They're not going to do it. But also, he initiated the 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 play there at the end. I mean, he clearly did. I mean, I I, I would have done it. If I yeah, was it's a smart basketball. I mean, play. it's it's they're gonna put the put the put the game in their hands. You know, the referees' hands. You know, all this is telling me, Kenny Jordan does, just don't know ball. I don't know ball. I watch more <laughs> I mean, basketball if, that I'm proud to I, admit. So so I looked up the to go back to the Clemson and Duke thing. So you know the the play by play step. So the two fifteen mark, PJ Hall made two free throws. Then there was a foul on Ian Shefflin. Filipowski missed all his free throws. Shefflin then turned the ball over. So there's turnover number one. Uh, they got the ball back. Shefflin turned the ball over again. Duke made them pay, made it 69-67. Shefflin, once again, turns the ball over. 
Uh, Duke gets it back, ties the game. Uh, Filipowski makes his free throws. Then P.J. Hall gets fouled, makes his free throws. Tyrese Proctor then uh, makes gets does his thing, gets fouled, makes the free throws, wins the game. So if anything, Brad Burnell needs to blame Ian Shefflin because that was four foul or four turnovers right there in the last two minutes of the game. That's unacceptable. So if he needs to blame anybody, facts and stats get in the way of a good narrative. Kenshin, what do you think you're doing? I am not disagreeing that Clemson didn't have a chance on their own to win this game, and they blew it with their turnovers. I am not, but it did not help that uh, LeBron James must have been a Duke coach and flopping because that's what happened with Tyrese Proctor. But hey, credit off, they got they got the win. They didn't lose, of course, they didn't lose two in a row at Cameron. That doesn't happen ever. And so, um, of course, I hammer minus one and a half. And, you know, of course, Duke wins by one. That that was about right. (laughs) But it it just it just always happens at Cameron. You know what's going to happen when you go there. And, you know, Carolina, like it's the same when you go to the Dean Dome. I promise you it is like with the amount of times that we go in there and then the foul disparity between the opposing team, and in my case, NC State and Carolina, being so lopsided in favor of North Carolina playing at Chapel Hill. It's just that's just how it is when you're a quote unquote blue blood school playing at home. You get the benefit of the doubt probably a little more than you should. It's not unique to Duke. It just seems to happen. Maybe I'll watch it more. It's so blue I, blood privilege, is all it is. I think it's more the the home teams. I disagree. I want these stats. Like favored. I want the link. I want to see these stats that I've been here. I want to see the that stats. That was on ESPN. What I just read you. No, I know you. No, yours. You can yours, look I get at yours. Up. I get yours from the game cast and whatever. Well, I mean, but a Logan, good example is the the foul differential at uh, PNC between the state and Carolina game was relatively even. A hundred dollars to a donut that it won't be that way in Chapel Hill. You're just not physical enough. That's the one thing over the last few years that people cannot say about NC State because we everybody says that we are too physical and that's why we foul as much as we do. Who's who's everyone? Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, I just I, I don't I'm not I'm not crediting your our foul differentials on, on uh, the amount of fouls we we've committed the last two or three seasons versus what we draw has been significantly out of whack. I'm gonna have stats. I also blame that on ACC officiating being soft relative to the other uh, power conferences. And then when we get to the tournament and our teams are used to playing ticky-tack basketball because that's the way that it's called during the regular season. It hurts them when you go against physical teams. I'm just going to point out, Jordan, uh, tonight Georgia Tech had 17 team fouls. Carolina had 16. Uh, Saturday against Florida State, Florida State had 22 fouls. Carolina had 16. Just going to point that out. Lob it out there. It's because we're blue blood. That's what it is. It's privilege. (laughs) Right, Logan? Just saying. It's, you know, and both those games were on the road, by the way. Mm -hmm. Well, now, now we come back and, you know, it's good. We'll get, we got lost before. It was a trap, the trappiest trap game. Is what that was in Georgia Tech and Carolina just can't win in Atlanta. They just I, I will say I did have a, a Carolina friend um, in a group message. He did say he called it. He said Georgia Tech money line tonight. He said 
He said, that's the play. And I, I, I called him out on it. I said, man, this is stupid. I said, y'all are playing too good right now. I said, there's no way y'all are going to lose tonight. He said, he said, just wait and see. And then after the game was over with, he responded back to that message and said, told you, boys. <laughs> no, I had a separate friend and the Carolina friend and a separate group chat say the exact same thing, Kenjin. I, I'm not as big of a betting guy. I was like, I could see it, but it, I'm not. it's not worth me trying to put some money on because if I, the moment I did that, Carolina would blow them out by 40. But at the same time, I would like, he said the same thing after the game. He goes, well, he goes props to Georgia tech. I called that one. I'm like, I don't know what it is about UNC and Atlanta. They just don't do too well. All I got to say is we don't even have to do the pick them or at least for the Duke Carolina game, because I am, I mean, Carolina's winning Saturday. They're going to be pissed off coming off that. I mean, it's it's already a done deal. <laughs> yeah, it's a done I don't deal, even think they should. I don't it's even think they should. Don't look like that. It's a done fucking deal. They shouldn't even lace up their uh, their sneakers because it's like it's basically over already. Congrats on the win, Jordan. <laughs> Preemptively telling you that. Hey, uh, uh, Carolina, uh, we threw away everything. Sorry, not we. Carolina threw away everything when uh, when when they sent Shashevsky off like that. So they won't ever beat Duke again. So we'll, we'll get to the pick. We'll talk about that later on. It, let's pretend for a brief second that things like that are real. Beating Duke in that moment in Mike Krzyzewski's last game, but the trade-off is you never beat the Blue Devils ever again for the rest of your life. Is that worth it? No. <laughs> but I feel it like that's been, it does, I feel it like that was the state fans trade-off things. in 1983. <laughs> it, it was Here's a couple a of uh, things. A couple. It makes it feel Jordan better. says different on that one. I, I yeah. swear to God, he says heading that into is that the best game, deal. He ever. would say, yeah. "Yeah, heading into the game, he'd be like, you know what? I'll take it." <laughs> I can hear him now sending Rat Boy off somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a shirt about from his last loss, so that that got made. I, I didn't get it from Walmart. Got it from Johnny T-shirts, but uh, it. <laughs> It it is the to tie bow on this Clemson thing. It Clemson's just struggled on the road in general, and you know they had multiple chances to win, and they didn't get it done because of turnovers. And you can't give Duke multiple chances when you have a chance to go ahead and bury them, or just you can't hurt yourself and Cameron because it's already hard enough. And then you give Duke extra chances, and um, you know they're going to hit threes, so you give them chances to do that. They're going to come down and win more times than not. And it was a back-to-back. I mean, uh, could have been back-to-back losses. You can't give them any opportunities. Yeah, I mean, Clemson's, you know, we we called this weeks ago that they were going to hit a a skid. That's where they are. Clemson's a a solid team. They just aren't as good as they played during the non-con schedule. But, you know, it is what it is. Brad Brownell will always Brad Brownell. Now, now they, they won four. They won fourteen games last year in the ACC and didn't make the tournament. <laughs> Net, dude. Like this year, it's only going to be two squads, maybe three. Right now, they have Virginia Tech uh, squeaking in on a lot of bracketologists for what that's worth, which ain't much. But the narrative, the media narrative, right now is carrying some weight with people. It's a two bid yeah. league. Did y'all see uh, John Rothstein's tweet about that on Saturday? Uh, 
he and I'll, I'll see if I can send it to the group chat. But he uh, he basically was was feeding into that you know two bid league stuff, and you know Clemson's falling off, so it's really just going to be Duke and Carolina and all this and that. But at the end of the day, you know if you compare all to the numbers from last year at this time, and you know go all the way back to like ten years ago, like the ACC has like six teams in the top fifty net rankings. They haven't had six teams in the top 50 net rankings since like 2019. So the league is not as bad shape as everybody makes it out to be. It's just, they're just, (laughs) nobody is, is winning. Like the, the teams, like for example, Clemson, they've been off to a rocky start. They have a chance to be four and five tonight in the ACC, but you know, they, they stink. Uh, State started out hot. They stink. Miami's not the the final four team they were last year. They stink. Uh, you know, it's just just that. I mean, behind Duke and Carolina, yes, it is absolutely just mediocre. But do a lot of these teams miss the tournament? I think a few of them do. But I think at the end of the day, a lot of the numbers that I read, you know, it's probably going to be about a four or five. You know, they'll maybe bubble teams, you know, playing in Dayton, but they're still in the tournament. Last time I checked. There's no excuse for them people to seriously be making the argument that the ACC should only get as many bids as the American. Sorry, Chaos Kyle, you're not a basketball conference in the slightest. Like, that's that's insane to me when I saw that. I, so I'm kind of kind of changing my tune a little bit because I I was I've I've seen on X about how you know people have said that. It's total crap that it could be a two bid t- uh, league. And honestly, what you just said, Kenshin, and what I've been seeing just from watching, it it very much could be. I hope it's not. I don't think it will be. But um, you can make the argument that it it could be. Florida State's up there at the top of the ACC um, in the top four, and they're not very good. Um, and Miami's not who we thought they would be with their athletic ability. Uh, State started to struggle a little bit. You have um, Clemson doing Clemson things. And where does the other bid really come from? Uh, Virginia Tech has to play in Castle to win. And then they lost to Duke last night, a chance for a quad one win. Uh, Virginia maybe quietly somehow jumping in there. I don't see that a whole lot either. I don't see more than three teams getting in. And, it really bothers me to say that, but it's all because of the stupid ass net. Yeah, that's the reason. Wake Wake Forest to Wake I Forest. Think, forgot, yeah, Wake Forest. Yeah, is, Wake Wake Forest has a decent uh, chance yeah. to get in. I mean, they're they're you know it, from from Duke on down to you know, I'll, I'll be nice and and say Georgia Tech, but really Duke on down to Louisville. It's it's a uh, you know just a, just a big old mess uh, of teams right there that are. Very inconsistent, and and once some of these teams develop some consistency, they're not going to get up there to uh, to 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 at least knock this this asinine uh, media narrative of two bid ACC league. No, I, I'm I'm with you on that, and I, I hate that because the ACC, from what we watch, you know, and and it's happened years and years and years. When they when you play on the road in the ACC, you can lose any night. Um, but you know they go by the net now, and when they go by the net, and there's not that many opportunities for quad one wins in the ACC right now. There's not. 
which is I, I don't know who how who does who does Virginia Tech of Virginia Wake Forest who has lost to Carolina they've lost to um uh they lost to state and state doesn't have a lot of chances right now for quad one wins so where do they come from uh that I don't know if you understand the Q1 like thing like Carolina obviously is not going to get a lot of Q1 wins in the next you know two right. and a half months because yeah they're they already the you know <laughs> they are the Q1 but you know if you're top 75 in the net rankings and you're the home team uh, or I think that's the way it is uh, if or or you're on the road that there there's a stronger chance of you getting a Q1 win. Off of that, I believe because I think the way it's set up is when Duke comes to state, we're just going to use that one because I know that one yeah. off the top of my head. That's a key one opportunity for yeah. state right now because yeah. Duke is, you know, top 10. But, you know, before then, uh, with or no, after the pit game, after the Duke game, that right now is a key one opportunity for state because Pitt's top 75 right now in the net rankings. So, I mean, there's there's Q1 opportunities out there. There's just not Q1 opportunities for Carolina and Duke. There's Q1 opportunities aplenty for Wake, Clemson, State, Miami, Virginia, Virginia Tech. And, and it fluctuates, too, because the net rankings change every day. I mean, the, the craziest thing about the net rankings is James Madison, you know, is, you know, reigning terror down there in the Sun Belt in basketball right now. App State beat James Madison this past Saturday. Sunday morning, App State dropped one spot in the net rankings after beating James Madison. It makes no sense. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's just the net rankings are always just just wild to begin with. But but obviously, if if an ACC team wins like that and beating a you know Georgia Tech's going to go up in the net rankings tonight after beating Carolina, that's a Q one win in their book. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. That's yeah. Obviously, I get that part. I just don't. I don't agree with how things can change. Like you can have a Q one win, and it was a Q one win early in the year, and all of a sudden that's thing, you know, it's really not. So we're dropping it back to a quad. That, that thing, that whole concept, confuses the hell out of me. It's weird, but again, I, you know, the, the the committee, you know, they they use it as a as a crutch. But I, like I said, I think it's more so overall schedule and a little bit of the Ken Palm numbers and then whatever else, you know, how much uh, under the table money that uh, this conference is going to give you. Oh, wait. Oh, 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 excuse me. I shouldn't have said that. That They don't like to talk about that stuff like that. You know, conspiracy theory. Where's my tinfoil hat? (laughs) Yeah, well, the big game of the week is this Saturday. Um, Duke Carolina, you know, objectively is is one of the marquee matchups. Uh, before we get into any talk about the robbery in the game, I do have something to share with you guys. A couple of messages uh, from my niece <laughs> about uh, her thoughts on the she 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 sent in a video. Her thoughts on the uh, the Duke Carolina matchup. The mailbag from your niece. Yeah. <laughs> she sent two different videos. Here's the first one. Turn up the volume for you. What do you like Carolina? No. Why don't you like Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
This is the first thing she wanted me to share with Jordan was that Carolina was stinky and she burped when they said, what do you think about Carolina? She goes, nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then the Again. second me- message from my niece about, well, I guess, her pick for the week. Bad guys. Carolina's the bad guy, she said. Carolina, don't you like? Well, I just don't like the team. Yeah. Are they stinky? Mm-hmm. They are stinky. Yeah. You like Duke? Mm-hmm. When you were cheering for Duke the other day, what did you say? I said, come on! <laughs> <laughs> That's right, girl. Say, go Duke. Go Duke! Uh, <laughs> That's the message from, from young Emerson. She she says the Carolinas, the bad guys, and they're stinky, and then she burped. And then she wanted to get everybody to know she said, go Duke. No, uh, no brain blotching the, the there. Robbery game. <laughs> no brain blotching there from your brother. No, not, none of that at all. Not from a D bear. Yeah. Uh, I can't say nothing because it's going to be the same effect. And one day when I have a kid and uh, have them just completely brainwash the opposite way, we'll have to get them on the on the podcast <laughs> as well. I need to get Chris to record uh, his son. Uh, doing a reaction video or something like that to that but i don't think chris has coached him up as much but in football <laughs> the kid does wear his uh carolina football jersey at every game probably because chris makes it but still <laughs> yeah emmy uh she told me that when she was two she liked the wolf packs but now that she's three she's she's a duke fan like her daddy at four Maybe she comes to the good side. She's, she's not. She's not going. She's not going to do that. I don't think that's a that's a bridge she's willing to cross. <laughs> she she made her uh, she made it pretty clear that she was not a fan of of Carolina. Yeah. Just then, <laughs> Logan. You know what you need to you need to send me uh, Dustin's address and don't don't tell him and to let me send him a Carolina thing if they win Saturday. Like a Carolina <laughs> shirt. Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> that would and be then, funny. And then leave a little note with it. That would be funny. <laughs> and, or like a, some type of thing of me like making a burp and be like, this, <laughs> yeah. is, this is what I think of the Blue Devils. <laughs> <laughs> or, or just say the, the Blue Devils are stinky. <laughs> They're stinky. <laughs> Jordan's going to be uh, during the game Saturday. He's going to be just like him. He's going to be like, come on. Uh, yeah, work doing that. That'll be a, uh, that's usually, I never, Carolina doesn't ever win when I'm at work. So take that with whatever you want. <laughs> However, now we can actually talk a little bit about the game. You know, we waxed poetic about it last year of being how big of a game it is. And it is. And it's, you know, I think that both teams have won 24 each in the last 48. Um, it's just, it's that kind of series. Um, I think this year, however, especially losing this game against Georgia Tech tonight, I'm with Kenton. I think that there's not a shot that the Carolina loses this weekend. They've been playing the best basketball. They were, they won like something stupid, like 10 or 11 straight. So mm-hmm. they were due for a loss. And I'm pretty sure that all the Carolina fans with their hive mind group think that they have, have all been uh, using the same talking points. You know, <clears throat> they're, all, they're all saying that it was good that they lost the one right before the, the matchup against the Blue Devils. Before the game. No, it was a, it was a trap game. Um, I'm not upset with that. I figured you can't go win them all um, as much as I want to. And that's where I've kind of – dude, my Facebook statuses from memories are crazy. 
are crazy about how I wish I could. I don't think I have any to share how bad they are, but it's it's literally just me talking shit about state from like ten years more ago. than I do, Duke. Yeah. Oh Dude, yeah. My, yeah. It's, my it's Facebook memories, like the, my statuses from ten years ago, are so cringy. Like I just thought that people wanted to listen to me commentate about the Braves playoff Same. run or the Braves Braves regular season. Like anyone actually cared. Oh, dude, I, 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 I got where I stopped looking at my Facebook memories. I was like, I'm like this close to deleting my Facebook because of these things, man. Like I would uh, I would like to put song lyrics just just like like the song I was listening to. It had like nothing to do with anything. Just just a random line of the of the word is my status. And I'm like, no one understands this. This is why there was no likes here. Like, like, yeah, I, I hated it. I, I hate it. I really wanted to go back in time and, and, and punch myself in the face, high school Kenshin in the face for posting stuff like that. I wanted no, to punch you in I'm, the face. I was going to say, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan, Jordan and I, or <laughs> 2012, uh, once again, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan 2012 and Kenshin 2012, yeah. they were, they had big time beefs. Yeah, that's the thing, though. It's like the, I'm right there with you, Kenshin, and I'm sure Jordan is, too, about the the cringiness and the awkwardness of what we all put on uh, Facebook and what we thought people wanted to see back then. However, context is king, and it was kind of the norm back then. You know, social media wasn't quite as fleshed out as it is now, and exactly. we were all 18, 19 years old. Uh, we thought it was cool to take photos of your food and when you washed your vehicle, put something on Instagram about, Hey, it's cleaned up. Like, like anyone actually cared about any of that stuff, but that was what you did in the wild west of social media. That was definitely Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely me. Uh, mine goes back to like my status for a comment. Something stupid. There's a bunch of mine. That's a throwback. Then y'all remember the Twitter trend? Uh, one of my followers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that oh, oh, yeah. Mf. <laughs> Talk that shit was... about somebody, but don't specifically go at them. Yeah. Then there Time was uh, that that bred into the yikak days early in college when you, everything was completely anonymous, but it was only in a, a small location of a radius that you got to talk, and it was everybody in that in your apartment complex in college talking. I pranked Clint so so easily one time. He was acting like that one of the girls down the uh, street in our apartment complex really liked him. So me and Andy got together and started talking on Yik Yak and talking about the guy with the black lab. And we we had him going for two weeks thinking that this young lady was was talking about him and he thought it was her until we finally just broke down laughing one day. And we're just like, yeah, we be- we got to be honest. That's been me and Andy the whole time. <laughs> Dude, uh, Yik Yak at the retreat in uh, 2014, oh, it, 2015 was, it was, uh, lit. was a fun time. <laughs> fun time yeah. for sure. That, <laughs> I, forgot, anybody, I, I forgot about that Clint story. That that was pretty good. Dude, Yik Yak was the, the epitome of the Wild West of the Internet. <laughs> yeah, Everybody was unhinged on that because it was completely anonymous. <laughs> yeah. That was I, fun. Um, and the statuses I posted that were like... I, I was, it was literally most of them were talking shit about state. I, I guess I could have gave a damn about Duke um, because all my friends were state fans. And the stuff I said, I was like, dear God, no wonder I can't run for office because it was very not PC. I mean, it, the stuff I put on social media was nuts. 
I think at one point somebody, one a state fan, said something to me because I was talking shit about them losing or maybe Carolina beating them. Uh, it might have been when Carolina beat them so bad at the Ding Dome. And he commented something, and all I just said, this is not, this is not right, not PC. Don't hold it against me. But I was just like, I was like, shut up, you're fat, and that's all I ended. <laughs> That's, that's not really any different than what you you and your fan base uh, compadre say about DJ Burns in 2024. <laughs> He's a big man. As much as many, what's the saying? As much as things change, as as much as they stay the same. <laughs> Pretty much. That's funny. <laughs> Shut up, but, but let's be honest. Let's be honest, Jordan. That'd be something you would say today, anyway. Like if it. somebody, if somebody come it. at your uh, on on you on X or Twitter, whatever it's called, you're just gonna quote tweet him and call him fat. <laughs> I can't can't do that though. That's not right. <laughs> okay, America. well I'll I, I'll do it then for you. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> By America's standards, it's not right. You can't do that anymore. That's what's wrong with us. But the Back to the Duke Carolina rivalry. Um, you know, we talk about it every year. It's about, you know, it, it, it's, I think it's gotten a little softer. Um, maybe not from the fan standpoint, but kind of for the players as, and, and you need that Matt Doherty and Chris Collins brawl. You know, you need something like that to get it back going because those, those were the heydays, man. Those were when it was like, so fights are okay, but flipping the double bird is, is looked down upon. Right, so no, punches no, were thrown. no punches were thrown. It was just, you know, good old fashioned get in your face type deal. Um, I, I'll be a little bit unbiased here. I'll give you the Austin Rivers talking shit to the student section, you know, after he hit the shot. I'm here for it. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, but don't be mad when it comes the other way. Like the pit, uh, when, uh, what's his name? The guy for pit, Blake Henson. Yeah, I mean that that's okay. That's okay. But I thought it was funny. Today's America is like you can't do that. That's not cool. You can't do that. Sad world. Sports are sports and the gritty edge are going down. And I think Carolina's Duke's rivalry from that standpoint has taken a hit. However, the fans and college basketball fans in general understand that's the biggest game of the year every year. Those uh, the two times they play. I, I think they looked up to see when it was um when it was the last time they were both in the top ten, but I feel like it's the it's been a while since they've both been in the top ten. Probably um, so. According to this tweet that I found, it's the the forty ninth time that they've both been ranked in the top ten this coming Saturday, and it's thirty five more games more than the next uh, second place you know or, or matchups. Which is probably like Louisville and Kentucky or something like that. It it does the say in the tweet, and I didn't uh, go too deep into it. Yes, yeah. that is all right. I saw that tweet also, and it just speaks to how much they have had a had a hand in Carolina basketball. Thanks to Kay, and thanks to Dean, and thanks to Roy, and um, you know Shire's getting into it. He's beat Carolina at the last two times. It, it, did he beat them yeah, last? Yeah, they year swept them last year. So it was the same score in both games. So he hasn't lost to Carolina. I mean, it's that's that's fine. That that I mean it's it's what happens. But those hats off to those guys for making it like that. But the fans just enjoy it. I've kind of I lose my blood pressure all the time when this when this happens. It's nuts what it does to me. 
but um, it, Jordan's like he's gonna go on a Twitter or X nah. tonight on Colcans Pickham and go like my status if you think we should bring back fights during the game. I think I'll get a couple of likes. Probably would. Okay. I actually think that's a a tweet you should put out there. I mean, speaking of fights, and this doesn't have to do with Carolina and Duke, but I had the feed came up. It was like so many years ago, and it might have been fifteen or so. The malice in the palace showed up, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, they, Rod Artest and all them." Better world oh, peace. <laughs> what we're a at twenty years. I think this is the twentieth. I think, so. I think it was 2004. The most craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. That has to be the hands down craziest sports moment I've ever seen from that aspect. Because didn't he like lay down on the scorer's table and then somebody threw a drink on him and he just lost it? Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Then he was literally fighting fans. Like they were coming down and Ron Artest. It was the video of <laughs> he was him squaring up. Yeah. Uh, ben Wallace in the, spa- in the stands, Rashid. God, there's a, a, a Jermaine O'Neal, the mm-hmm. the Pistons fan, like just pops down right in front of him, ready to roll. And Jermaine O'Neal like slips on the drink or something. And if he connected, he probably would have killed the guy. <laughs> like, I mean, it was a full force punch too. If you ever watched uh, the, I think it's Untold. I think is the the series on Netflix. But there is a like an hour long uh, a good documentary, if you will. Of about okay. the malice in the palace oh, on Netflix, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have yeah. To look you definitely that. need to watch it. Yeah, I think it's the same people that did like the Florida Gator uh, one, and uh, uh, I, I can't remember what else. I think it's called Untold Stories or something like that. I'm gonna it's watch the series. Thing. Yeah, it's good. I promise. They need. I was because I was going to say before you said that it's like they need to make a thirty for thirty of that. And I know they at least got the Netflix thing. I, I I can't remember if they did a 30 for 30 on it or not. I feel like they didn't for a 30 for 30. I think they need to make, and I'll say this, and if it, it had, I said it here first, might be in the works, but they need to do a 30 for 30 on the Duke Carolina robbery if they don't have anything like that now. I think, think to- Logan, you, you remember these things better than I do. Didn't HBO do something about Duke and Carolina like 10 years ago? I seem to that seems to sound familiar, but I don't know if it's Mandela effect kicking in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a possibility is that because I because I feel like that's always something that everybody talks about a 30 for 30 on Carolina and Duke. You have it on War Eagle. Yeah. And Roll Tide. Yeah. Yeah. I will say I appreciate the ACC network having one like dedicated to NC State, though, because every case in NC State is the reason that basketball in the triangle became a thing and then it evolved <clears throat> to other schools and Duke and Carolina then have, you know, unquestionably had the greatest rivalry in college athletics as a result, but wouldn't have been for have to pat ourselves on the back. Kenny hadn't have been for uh, every case in NC state bringing the eight, yep. bringing uh, basketball to North Carolina like that. We may have never would have had it to the extent that it is. He built the league, man. But there is um it's a, a ten part series about the ACC yeah. tournament that uh the, the, I, I feel like it's only on ESPN Plus, but if if yeah. you have time to ever watch that, that's also worth to watch. It kind of breaks it down like literally by the decades, basically, yeah. and you know they focus on a few other things, you know time time frames, if you will, uh, of importance. Uh, In all seriousness, though, like. Duke and Carolina, that that would be a, uh, a prime thirty for a thirty that they need to do, especially yep. considering just the 
the history thus far between both programs separately and together. And then, you know, the Dean Smith era into the Roy Williams era, then, you know, everybody knows about Mike Krzyzewski's success, but people don't really, are not really well versed in, you know, how good Duke was before Mike Krzyzewski. NC State grad Vic Bubis had uh, Duke as a Final Four contender and went to a couple of Final Fours in the 60s. Had a, a short few <coughs> years there in the early to mid-70s with Bucky Waters that they weren't very good. And then Bill Foster came in and took them to a national title game there where they lost to Kentucky in 1978, two years before Mike Krzyzewski was even hired. So, I mean, like, these are both very story-rich programs that have had plenty of success, you know, leading up to the modern era. I want to get y'all's opinion on there's in our minds from in North Carolina, there's not one any better. What and I think it even beats uh, Alabama Auburn, in my opinion, for the rivalry in sports. It's those two or the two greatest in sports, in my opinion. And I think Carolina beats it little biased, Carolina Duke. But what would you compare in the basket from the basketball standpoint? Would you say it's Louisville, Kentucky? Maybe not recently, right now. But what would you compare it to as the closest thing to that? Yeah, Louisville, Kentucky is always the popular answer um, because a lot of people, you know, Kentucky is a big basketball, you know, state, just like North Carolina, not to the extent that North Carolina is. But, you know, Kentucky, Louisville is definitely one. Um, uh, UConn and Georgetown could have been. but the Big East broke up, so that kind of went away. Um, and, you know, honestly, I know I'm, I'm biased here, but NC State, North Carolina would have been even more so than what it is. It would have been more so on a national, national scale if NC State had not gone into the wilderness in the 90s because that is for, still locally a very, you know, aggressive rivalry. But, you know, we haven't held up our end of the bargain on a national scale for people to care. Nice. Uh, I like the Bible reference. You guys have been still wandering around for 40 years in the desert, um, 40 plus years here. Um, well, then uh, maybe that means that we're finally about to emerge. <laughs> oh, no. I don't think uh, it's going to be this year, buddy. But yeah, um, I don't think I, it's going to. And look, I'm saying this. I think he's a nice guy. I don't think it's going to happen until we have a regime change <laughs> with the basketball program. So and then we might not even do it then. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do agree NC with NC State you. basketball makes me so angry because there's no excuse for them not to be a regular tournament team that has that competes for ACC championships every four years or so. There's zero excuse for that. Like they, we're not talking to, like basketball is one of the easier sports to be able to build a team. And you you see all these other programs that have been able to figure out how to do it. In less time. Yes. You don't need five, six years to develop a basketball program. Let's think you about can Wake do it Forest. In two or three years. What they, especially with the transfer portal. Let's think yeah. about what Wake Forest has built. They're all transfer portal guys, and they've become very relevant this year. And they were good last year, but they become even more relevant this year. Wake Forest's problem, though, is they got to get to the tournament. Right. Uh, they, they, they somehow always miss the tournament. It's, it's, it's just, it's with with Duke Carolina and. We, we've done it a million times, and we're not going to do it again because we might do it the next game. But we always talk about, you know, how we have that moment in the rivalry. That's your favorite. And um, with, with especially with just me and Logan growing up constantly butting heads like we did throughout the whole 
elementary, high school, even till Logan went to the state. Um, and now it's, you know, it's more we butt heads over Carolina State with uh, with Kenshin in there. And Kenshin, I'm glad we're good friends now that we've got past the old, you know, <laughs> now I'm glad we can do a podcast together. Not hate I was going to say, glad we squashed our beef long time ago. Now but, we uh, face each or, or you FaceTime me to ask me what uh <laughs> what bets are, are you playing tonight? <laughs> and then it's Jordan just, texts me right after and goes, this is what Kenshin's betting on, so I'm fading him. <laughs> I don't do that, Kenshin. That's horseshit. I don't do it that. It wouldn't Kenshin. surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me, Logan. Let's be real. Yeah, we are kind of in the that. midst of a fade Kenny season, so I, I, I'll allow it. Nah, I don't do that. But um, to get back, it, it's going to be a – at least a two possession game is usually what it ends up being regardless every year. It doesn't matter. Rank, non-rank, both run rank. It doesn't matter there. It's going to be close to that. Unless you have the outliers where Duke beat the hell out of Carolina on uh, one, one of my birthdays uh, in Cameron that year, that was so bad. Oh man, that ruined my whole day. But um, Logan, I know that me and you watching the game together has a good effect for Carolina. So oh, I don't I don't watch the game with Carolina fans in as a general rule. However, the curse was broken last year where uh, last year was the first year I ever watched a Duke Carolina game with a UNC fan and the uh, and UNC lost. Who was it that you watched it with? Ryan from uh, Ryan. You're however, killing me. however, Ryan has a separate curse going on. So I don't know if it actually was which curse just like over over like shadowed the other. Ryan is like 0 and 2 with me going to state Carolina football games and have lost in crazy ways. So I think that the curse of him with me going to football games just overshadowed the my my curse watching Duke Carolina with Carolina fans. So it still might be an effect. If I were to watch the game with you, it still might be like a real thing. So, so Ryan, you're the one that broke it. Thanks, Ryan. You did this. <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate you doing this. We had a good streak going for a while. You know, because the crazy thing is, like, we watched the uh, Duke Carolina game, me, him, and Dustin together in Charleston, South Carolina, at Dustin's bachelor party. Carolina won. And I'm like, see, this just proves it. Then Ryan came to Carter Finley a couple years ago, and we won on the onside kick. Everybody knows the story by now. Then I went with him because we we basically scheduled a home and home. I'd traveled to Keenan, he traveled to Carter Finley. We won in double overtime. So I think that NC State football was the one that was the juju changer uh, with that. And then so nothing you can't say nothing good ever came from the Wolfpack for me on that because fast forward to last year, the night uh, we were going to a concert and we watched a game all together and Duke beat Carolina. And if it was the first time ever, Jordan. Honest to God, I ever watched the Duke Carolina game with a Carolina fan, and and Duke didn't lose. I'm just gonna have to come back and watch it with you the next time. That's all it's gonna have to be. I'm just have to, to test test the waters. Yeah, see what happens with that. That's like me running down the court, hitting a couple threes, and I, I have to watching it with you would be me chucking up a third three pointer in a row for a heat check. Logan, I don't think me, me, you, or Kitchen gonna do a lot of running. Do anything anymore? What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I, I could run. I could run one on one tournament, cold can style. <laughs> Let's go. I will. I will destroy you guys in a pop shot competition. 
we have a three on three. I don't know. Well, we wouldn't have three on three because Logan's on both. We have it between uh, the country of coal cans and, and uh, our tailgate season. But we have to find another guy because we have to bring in some of the miserable and reckless guys. Fill out the, the roster. If it was you two <laughs> versus my other two co-hosts on the on the music show, objectively speaking, this show's a little bit more athletic than the other show. So, guys, you heard it. really you a fair comparison. Hey, man, I was uh, all-conference JV. Just saying. <laughs> uh, look, I was all-conference to high school one year. Granted, that was a long time ago, and I was in much better shape. <laughs> I took my talents to baseball after two years of JV. Because I was about to hit the third year of JB, and I said, "I'm not going to be that guy." <laughs> <laughs> they don't, they don't allow you to do three years of JB. <laughs> Granted, you guys played private, and I was into public, so it was a little different uh, talent pool there. But that, in basketball, that was very true because we were a good, we were good conference in private school and baseball. We were not in a good conference in basketball. <laughs> that conference was pretty bad. Yeah, and we were the worst team in the league. And then the second worst team in the league, my senior year. Oh, that's that's right. Y'all were in that conference that was like one A and two A schools too. No, so we like, were in a conference with two A and three A schools because we were oh, two A. Oh, it was school. it was it was yeah. oh that's right. Y'all were two A. That's yeah, we were it in was, the split that's level what conference. It was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. like Parrot Academy in Kenston was three A, and then us and Carvance and and Kerry Christian and St. David's were two A. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I remember that. Cause that's because uh, when y'all made the switch to two A, that was when uh, my conference picked up Northeast and uh, Hobgood. Yeah, because y'all y'all uh, got out of us. Yeah, we got a little bigger, which was <clears throat> unfortunate for us in baseball. Because if we were still playing one A baseball when my teams were coming through, we would have competed for state championships. Two A baseball, it was uh, we were competing in conference, but state playoffs were a different animal. Like there were a lot of like power five conference players we played against <laughs> by the time we got there. Uh, even within our own conference, there was a lot of guys that wouldn't play to like Clemson and South Carolina. Because uh, this is going to be very niche, but it would have been very interesting to see if the powerhouse of Lawrence Academy's baseball program, if Hal- Halifax Academy wasn't two A, if they were still one A during you know that, that era. we we still played them in non conference and we beat them. Beat them this past year, from what I've heard. Because, like, that was the thing. I heard they were, like, the dominant school in 1A, and I was like, dude, we beat these guys in non-conference. I was like, like, why couldn't we have lost a few kids to public school and we could have dropped down a level? We we have some listeners that are of uh, Lawrence Academy baseball alums. So it'll be interesting to see if they uh they leave a voicemail to this one to see if they want to talk about it. Oh, I'd love to, I'd love to hear about that because <laughs> we beat we beat uh, Jordan and them. Jordan and them were a good public school baseball program, and we were the first team from my school to beat them in like a decade. And we we kicked the shit out of them one game ten to four, and then the match Almost next matchup they beat us eleven to one. Must not have played. <clears throat> the uh, <laughs> it, it's just funny, but you still play eight man football. That's uh, not a real sport. <laughs> my, my <laughs> private school compadres get mad at me for saying that, but eight man football is not a real sport. Thank you. It's, not, I, it, it, it's, a, funny, it's arena football for high school. <laughs> what's what's going to be coming on is soon is uh, I was talking to Touchdown Taylor. 
And he's told me that he was he has a list growing of things that Logan says that pisses him off. And he said that he was going to just absolutely call in and just go on this long <laughs> rant. And I said, Taylor, I don't know if the voicemail is long enough. And I got a good feeling the whole Lawrence Academy baseball and Halifax Academy baseball will be on his rant of <laughs> things to talk about. That's going to piss him off. That's just funny because I don't know, like, I, I could see him getting mad about that, but at the same time, I'm like, why would he get mad about me and Kenjin talking about Lawrence Academy and Halifax Academy baseball? <laughs> Just because, at least, I, because you went to a private school. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he could have easily came and joined us. You know, he could have gone to Halifax there. Academy. <laughs> I was there for a little while. And, and it wasn't, and it, you, it isn't like that, at least, Jordan, when we were in school, that he could make the argument, oh, you're beating up on these private schools. Because we beat you guys when we were in high school. So it wasn't like that. It was just like we couldn't play with y'all. Yeah, we're known as that team that lost the Academy. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're those guys we're like the well not as extreme but when carolina's the team that let clemson win finally in chapel Hill, but not not to that extreme but um back well, it's to, like back i remember here and i think it was i think it was one of uh your teammates at the time had, had told me something to the effect i'm paraphrasing because it's been a long time but y'all's coach like told talk to y'all like at practice the next uh practice day and we're like look if we're being honest this is a good halifax team where you're like, you got most of you guys have played travel ball and all stars with half of that roster over there. So this isn't your your average Halifax team. <laughs> yeah, but justifying the loss. That's all he was doing. Justifying the loss. Hey, I, I, I can't justify anything. I was the only first baseman that I know of in our school history to get DH for because I was <laughs> I mean <laughs> I was a great defensive player. But uh <laughs> I never knew that. Yep, I I, I got the age four because granted, this is this was out of my control. I had a massive <laughs> eye problem, almost lost my cornea. Had to get that almost had that whole replaced. That. I do remember that. And he's not making this up, America. I do from remember when that this. happened. I was a totally different ball player at the plate, and uh, he could actually see the ball, ladies and gentlemen. No, I couldn't <laughs> see the ball anymore. As good as I could. Oh, but, oh, oh uh, I got you. I got you. <laughs> granted. Um, no excuse. Yes, I was the only first baseman to ever get DH for. <laughs> so my walk up music's playing, and here comes this guy off the bench every time I bat. They were like, "But we got to keep you in the field." I was like, "Thanks, I appreciate that." <laughs> I had I, got I never I out. never knew that. I got eight people out on the hit ball trick. That is a stat that will stay forever. That's actually pretty cool. <laughs> it is rather impressive. That is my claim to fame. I feel like the hidden ball trick only works at like the 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 high school level. Oh, it's yeah. not something that would ever work at the college or the professional. It's, it's worked a couple of times in professional. A couple of times. It had to be rookies and experienced players. Well, the whole the, well, really, mine was more just to keep the tag on them. But anyway, um, <laughs> Duke Carolina this week. It's going to be. Yeah, that was a rabbit hole. I, I was not yeah. trying to down. Yeah, I, mean, but <laughs> I didn't, I so didn't have that one on my bingo card. <clears throat> I don't think that was on anybody's bingo card today. We were like, today's topic this week, high school baseball. <laughs> That's Grow what we the talked game. about before the <laughs> Sorry, listeners that aren't from anywhere near our Yeah, area. I was going to say, the, 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 like I said, it was very niche. Uh, really five minutes just then. And the funny thing is, the, the the nicheness of it is still expands to like 
the public school kids in town and then all of the surrounding areas within like 60 miles. Uh, we, we mentioned a lot of schools in the area. Northeastern North Carolina got represented very well just then. Yes, it did. <laughs> Represent. But uh, for for Duke Carolina, we'll tie a bow on this. Um, I, I, I do feel like that um, this one – I don't want to get into it too much because we're about to do the pick them. But Carolina, this is the best team that Shire has faced from the Carolina yes. standpoint. Yeah. And granted, he's only faced one year before. But, um, and this Duke team has some holes. Um, Filipowski is not Filipowski from last year or this year. I think he has taken a step back. And Armando's not scoring like he usually does. But, the thing is, Tyrese Proctor stepped up. They got the painted nails guy. Um, I'm not even saying his name because I'm just calling him painted nails guy. Um, <laughs> is you know is stepping up in a big way there, and so it's going to come back to the three ball for Duke, the inside play and rebounding for Carolina. I think that's what it comes down to this week. I think uh, another thing, too, uh, you got to depend on your experienced guys for Duke. Jeremy Roach, yes, if Jeremy he has Roach. a great if he has a great game, you know, that I think that's what's going to you know, win or lose uh, Duke's game on Saturday. If if Jeremy Roach goes back to the old Jeremy Roach, you know, I, I always use this reference, but we get the old Kanye. I like the old Kanye, not the new Kanye. We get the old Jeremy Roach on Saturday against Carolina. It's going to be a. Pretty tough out for them. Yeah, Carolina's got it in the bag. Shut up. Just shut up. You do this every <laughs> week. I'm so sick of you. You've been doing it since football. And Jordan just doesn't like when his teams are doing good and people have objective, honest, unbiased opinions. And I'm sure that those unbiased opinions made it on Taylor's little list. But <clears throat> the reality is Carolina's the best best team in the ACC right now, and I'm being not being facetious when I say that. R.J. Davis, Player of the Year. It, no, that, national I agree with national right Player of the Year. I'm going over 80. National yeah. Player of the Year. He's in the conversation. I'll grant that. I'm not ready. To, just like I wasn't ready to say Carolina's top two best team in the country, like you guys were anointing them last week before they lost to a 9-11 and 11 Georgia Tech squad. It happens. Squad. But... It happens. It's basketball. Usually it, it's the, it does, but usually it happens to the, the fringe bubble teams, not the teams that were two and seven in the league play. It's something about Atlanta, man. It's, it's, I guess it's turned into Virginia. You bet against Carolina when they go to any type of Virginia, and you bet against Carolina when they go to Atlanta. That's it's usually true. what happens. <laughs> I mean, that's really what happens. It's, it, that's honestly, places. not to go down a rabbit hole, but that's honestly the scheduling issue that you guys had the most in football this year was the back-to-back trips to it. Uh, or back-to-back games against Georgia Tech and Virginia. Virginia plays Carolina good at home in football. Um, Virginia plays Carolina good regardless in football. And and we all know what happens at Georgia, when Georgia Tech comes to Carolina at any sport. So it, it is, you got a crypt tonight. You got a crypt tonight. Everybody has a crypt tonight. We'll yeah, have to see basically every team, team in plays. the league. <laughs> During the Kevin Keats no, era, we have here. a crypt tonight is every time we play a game. I hope they sign him to an extension this year. He's done enough. <laughs> an extension out the door. <laughs> yeah. We'll extend our arms to open the door. 
All right, Kenshin, give us the give us the pick 'em rankings. I know we have a first on this podcast, I do believe, if I'm not mistaken. Or at least first during uh uh basketball during basketball season. I feel like we had first at the uh during football too, but we'll have to go back and look at that later. But we're in the now. So uh this past week we have Logan going seven and oh last week in ACC games. He he came back pretty strong there and now he's he's sitting at eighteen. <laughs> I'm gonna be 10. honest, I don't remember a single pick I made last week. Because <laughs> you were high. <laughs> no, I just was not paying attention. I'm going to be honest. I got to read something on my phone. And then I, there was a couple of times I was like, who are we picking again? <laughs> well, I will say that uh, last week's picks were, were, it was a lot of, uh, there was no parody. Uh, uh, we, we all were about the same picks. Uh, but, but yeah, Logan went seven and oh, I went six and one. Jordan went six and one. Uh, he got state wrong. For some reason, he picked state to win at Syracuse. And I picked uh, Florida State to beat Carolina. I just missed the Carolina loss. Just missed it by one game. But it's all good. Uh, me and Jordan are still tied at 19-9 and nine overall in the pick'em. So uh, this week is going to be a interesting week for sure. Um, so let's jump right into the games. Uh, hold up. I had something come up on my screen. Let me get that out of the way. It's a, it's a, it's a pop-up. Get out. Don't 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 click it. Don't click it. Yeah, that, that that was part of the reason. All right. Uh, the twelve o'clock game Saturday is Virginia Tech at Miami. Miami right now is uh, uh I wouldn't would we call this a barn burner? Uh, State's actually beating Miami at the moment. Um, won't last. They're gonna lose for it's all said it, done. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> um, uh, I'm just gonna. I, I set this line based off of Miami losing uh, tonight. So it could subject to change if Miami somehow wins this. Uh, I'm going to say Virginia Tech, a one and a half point favorite on the road. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll jump in on this one. I'm going, Miami's going to lose tonight, but they're not going to lose again with it coming up this weekend. So for Miami to win at home. I'm going to disagree with you. I like Virginia Tech. Uh, if they hit the three ball, which they typically do, um, I, I think they can pull it off. I feel like this game, you know, Miami is supposedly the leader in field goal percentage in the ACC, but they haven't really shot the ball well against State. And I think that kind of continues. Matthew Cleveland's still out. Um, they got a, they, they kind of got a small bench. So I think Virginia Tech eventually just wears them down and beats them by the, with the three ball. So give me the the Hokies to win on the road. I'm kind of with Kenton on this. I um I this is a tough one to pick, which explains the Kenny stats spread of one and a half. But yeah, I mean I, I like Virginia Tech but more than I like Miami with how they play. Um if this game was a castle. I would feel a little bit more confident, but I'm still going to stick with the Hokies on the road. Yeah. Now, if uh, if the Hokies beat uh my, or beat Duke yesterday, then I would have I'd have probably hammered Miami. That'd have been the, the typical letdown game. But I, I I'm just going to go with the, the, the Hokies, and that's why I made the line a little low too. So, uh, the next game, two o'clock. You got Virginia at Clemson. 
let's go. Let's go. I, I'm feeling kind of road road favorites. Uh, looking at the at the slate here, so let's go Virginia two and a half. Hmm. All right, I'm gonna go with Clemson's gonna win tonight. They're up a good bit on Louisville. Yeah, they're um, they're beating the shit out of Louisville as of us taping this podcast. I don't know. This one is kind of tricky. This this game is kind of tricky. Um. I'm going to go with Virginia to win this game. I think they, they they pull this off and Clemson continues struggling against teams they probably should beat. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Um, Virginia, the only thing that concerns me a little bit in this game is I don't know who's going to guard P.J. Hall. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, Ryan Dunn is a, is an excellent defender, but I don't think he can stop PJ Hall. I think he can kind of slow him down a little bit. Beekman can't I, handle I, him. Yeah, Be- yeah, it's definitely not going to be Beekman. No, no, no. <laughs> Beekman or or uh, McNulty or McNulty. I don't know why I call McNeely. him McNulty. Mc, McNeely. Uh, th- those guys. If if uh, I mean that that would be a great game plan for Clemson if they could switch off and have those guys defend PJ Hall. Then PJ Hall would, you know, probably drop thirty. <laughs> but but I don't think that's going to happen a lot. Um, give me Virginia to win this one, and then whatever the point spread is, I think it's going to be Virginia favored. But either way, I think Virginia covers and wins. I'm sticking with the trend of Virginia on the road equals a loss. Clemson with a get right game. At home, John Paul Jones Arena. No, isn't that what they're called? No, no, That's no, no. Jo- yeah, where, where did, John Paul. Little John, John Paul is uh, little Virginia. John. It's little That's John. right. Yeah. The other John. Little the John. The Johns. Yeah, I like the the little John because it, it makes me think of Robin Hood. <laughs> Just another oh, Disney movie reference. Another Disney movie reference. I should have could, could we have made it the whole thing without me saying <laughs> something about? Business. I really thought we were going to do it. I really did. I really did. <laughs> no, every time I hear Little John, that's what I think about. <laughs> uh, we've actually got a lot of night games uh, in the ACC this this Saturday. We don't really have a lot of uh, uh, early games. Uh, the next game after that one is at 530 on the CW. Is NC State Wolfpack hosting the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Now, when I made this line, I uh Georgia Tech wasn't win or Georgia Tech hadn't beat Carolina yet. They were they were ahead, but I didn't think they'd actually beat them. But I think I might adjust this one a little bit. And also depends on how the rest of this game goes for state, also. But I'm gonna go state four and a half right for now. I think state wins this game because I think the hangover game's coming from Georgia Tech. And State gets back, wins two in a row at home. State makes a little big noise, gets a little cloudy up there at the top after Duke and Carolina. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you. I think State does win this one. Georgia Tech's definitely going to be coming off of a riding high, beating Carolina, and you know come back down to earth against NC State. And Georgia Tech, I, I you know, it, it's kind of hard to tell about, you know, first-year teams – because, you know, it hasn't come and played yet. But in years past, Georgia Tech has, you know, Josh Pastner, credit where credit's due, he did, you know, give State a lot of tough games. 
beat State a few times while he was there. But with Damon Sotomayor, it's a little bit different. Also, revenge game, Ebenezer Dewana, who played at State last year, plays at Georgia Tech now. Be interesting to see if he comes how how much he plays uh, off the bench this Saturday. Um, it'll be interesting to see if also we get a little Burns versus uh, Ebenezer, get to see what everybody saw in practice last year. Um, but either way, I think State wins it and, uh, you know, depending on the spread, you know, if, it, if it's something stupid like nine and a half, I'm not playing that. That That's way too high. But four and a half, that, that seems to be okay range. The interesting thing about Georgia Tech this year <clears throat> is that they get up and play against the top teams. They did it against the Duke. They did it against Carolina. And that's exactly why NC State's going to win because NC State ain't no top team. Hmm. So <laughs> they have a, a three and seven conference record for a reason because some teams are beating them. It just ain't the top teams. NC State uh, takes care of business at home. There's no uh, Jared Jack coming back through that door right now. So, no. <laughs> right. That Final Four team in 04. I forgot they I went to the Final Four, man. They went to the national championship game, lost to UConn. I can't believe we we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, because we they won on a half court shot against Oklahoma State. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, who's that goofy white kid that Georgia Tech had back in the day? God, is the ginger kid? Me. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Uh, Shencher, Luke Shencher. Is that how you yeah, say? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Something crazy I have to look like that, that. Up while, we're, while we're talking about it. When you said that immediately, I was like, I remember the ginger kid. <laughs> Uh, six o'clock ACC network game, Notre Dame at Pittsburgh. So battle of the basement. Who, who wants to stick around in the cellar? Uh, I'm going to go pit with the slight favorite on this one because they're the home team. Give me pit three and a half. I think, uh, I think pit wins. I think pit covers that. I'm taking, uh, Boysenberry, um, still losing on the road. So uh, I'm going with uh, definitely uh, Pitt wins, and they win pretty comfortably. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to agree with you. Uh, I, I think Pitt's going to uh, win this game too. Notre Dame's still, you know, a year out or so. Good old good old Boysenberry. Coach Boysenberry has uh, done pretty well Um for for the hand he was dealt, they'll probably win a, maybe a couple more ACC games, but I I just don't see them winning at at the at the zoo, as uh as they Pitt. like to call it. The so zoo. so give me uh give me Pitt to win and more than likely cover the spread. Make it across the board. I think Pitt takes care of business here. Uh, Notre Dame's played well this year relative to what we thought coming into the year. Uh, I think that you know that Shrewsbury guy is going to end up being pretty solid for them in the long run, but I do think Pitt wins this game. Yeah, it was a, it was a good hire. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's just gonna, it's just year one after Mike Bray. I mean, plain and simple. Um, all right, we're going to skip over Duke and Carolina. We'll save that one for last. Uh, the next game, uh, Syracuse at Wake Forest. That's the, the second of the double header on the CW. Uh, Give me Wake seven and a half, but that was before I saw Syracuse lost to Boston College, so I might let that go up a little bit more, but I think seven and a half is a decent number to start with. I think uh, Wake at home is a pretty tough win. I mean, to go into Lawrence Shaw and win is pretty tough, Um, especially this year with what they've done is 
kind of impressive, and they've done it all through. You know, they had uh, Hildreth come back, and he's been through the system, but for the most part, it's been mostly um, the transfer transfer portal. So I'm going to go with uh, definitely uh, wait to win and probably to cover if it stays around eight. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think this is a potential to be a crazy line and have Wake be like really, really favored, especially as Syracuse coming off of a loss. Um, but at the end of the day, Wake Forest is like twelve and 11 and zero at home. They haven't lost a home game. I don't think that. I, I think that trend continues. I, I think they win big on Saturday. Uh, give me the the Demon Deacons. Yeah, uh, Wake at home. It's tough out. Wake's a really solid team this year. Uh, I got them winning this game against who was it? Syracuse, right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I I'm think, getting um, distracted by that foul on a three pointer from DJ Horn on Nigel Pack. That was best. That was assault. I swear yeah. that's up five with fifty some seconds to go. Terrible, dude. Play. State's got this. So, uh, it's okay, man. Some some Mark Godfrey shit. That 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 was a PTSD to to that filing filing with really the lead. Is. It really is. <laughs> We've sent him to the line on like three out of the last four possessions. Jesus Christ. Uh well. Uh the next game is Florida State at Louisville. I feel like we're not gonna spend a lot of time on this one. Uh give me Florida State ten and a half. And I think that's a little high, but Florida State's been pretty good this year, so I think they deserve a couple more points, even on the road at Louisville. You bastards get your chicken sandwich. Oh, did he miss two? Yeah. Hell yeah. Nice. Two in a row? Yeah. Yeah. He, All he was, right, I'm going to have to I made the first. get my chicken sandwich tonight then. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> Whatever that may get you. But uh, with the Florida State-Louisville – if it's that high, I am going to take Louisville to cover. But I do think Florida State wins this game because Florida State's a, a very difficult team. They just are, you know, they're long, they're lengthy, and they can cause problems. And I think they, they handle Louisville, but I don't know if it's by double digits. Uh, you don't think so? I mean, I, Florida State's the tallest team in the ACC, man. I mean, they're they're pretty strong, at least I think. Um, but but yeah, I I think ten I think ten's a respectable number on the road. Um, so give me Florida State to win that one. No, I mean, it's not going to be close, in my opinion. They play physical, but I I think the length the length and the and the and the size is just going to eventually just overpower Louisville. Louisville just has Brandon Huntley Hatfield in the post, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I got uh, Florida State in this. I think Louisville is much improved this year. They're still bad. They are. They are. But they're They're, much improved. Here's something something I'm going to throw out to basically everybody I know that, that somewhat follows ACC basketball. Has Kenny Payne done enough to still keep his job, though? Yes. <laughs> I, you I know me. So. I have a short leash with with uh, basketball coaches. I'm not so sold on him, but it's not my program. 
I mean, six and fourteen. I mean, he's he's already won a couple more games than he did last year. Yeah, and last and, year was and, <clears throat> historically one of the worst years for a power conference team, and especially a a tradition rich program such as the Louisville Cardinals. But uh, also, I think they've been in a lot more games than they have been last year too. So they look like they're they 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 at least competed in the. These games, they may have lost them, but they have at least competed. They're not, you know, folding That's like true. they did last year. That's very true. Um, one thing I will uh, I will say the the rumor is if Kenny Payne does get fired at the end of the season, which, like I said, Rick Pitino coming back. Uh no. <laughs> the name that's getting floated around is old Mick Cronin from UCLA, and then really used to be the former Cincinnati coach. That's something that a lot of people are kind of trying to speak into uh, speak into existence is uh, Mick Cronin coming to the ACC. And I think, I think Mick Cronin would, would do pretty well at Louisville. I mean, oh, they yeah. would just kind of give him free reign. I don't think he really – like UCLA has fallen off completely in, yeah. in, in college basketball right now. So Mick's probably – That would be a big improvement else. for them uh, from where they've been the last two years too, though. Yeah. And I think Nick, uh, Nick also liked done. the. Yeah. And Nick, I think, also likes the Cincinnati area. Louisville's not too far away yeah. from Cincinnati. So he's he's somewhat back in the in the area again. So that's why I, I would if if Kenny Payne was to be fired, which personally I, I think give him one more year. And then if it's still kind of the same, then pull the plug. But if Mick yeah. Cronin leaves UCLA, I I say go for Mick. But we'll, I, I we'll think that would be a solid pick up for them the the reality is like you know you can get things done a little quicker even with the transfer portal like jordan was saying but louisville is a program you can win national championships at so it it is a desirable job even though they've been in the the dungeon the last two seasons but that is a program you can win national championships at really ever since chris mack left yeah it's been it's been pretty rough Or, or if you really want to you know you know, slick, yeah, slick Rick is. is, I can think of a former assistant coach they could hire. (laughs) No, man, he's pulled off the win against Miami, man. And and they they say he's a winner, just ask him. Yeah, just ask him. They uh, they cost me my $200 late, bastards. All I need was Miami to win. Just just stick it right up my ass, Wolfpack, pack, like you usually do. <laughs> it's because you didn't play state is is what it was. You you played the opponent. I've learned my lesson from now on state money line. Too good of a team. <laughs> All the time. Got it. Learn <laughs> learn from this. We go into it this weekend. I've learned my lesson. State I almost be willing line. to cover your betting losses for you to bet against state just based on how it goes. I usually throw in a twenty five dollar leg. So if you can handle that and just take your win. And the last game is not the the last game on the the, the schedule wise, but it's the last game for the pick'em. Duke Carolina, our picks. Jordan, you want to go first since you're the the Carolina guy, or you want to go last? I'll go last. Okay. I think this is going to be a. I, I think this is the potential to be one of the best Carolina Duke games in a long time. Uh, that same tweet that I talked about how it was the 49th time that Duke and Carolina have met and they're both in the top 10. 
the average score in the previous 48 games, UNC's points per game, 76.8. Duke, 76. So, with that being said, that perked my interest. So, if the over is at around 152, 153, it's going to be around I'm there. The over. Uh, I'm going to play that. Um, I think at the end of the day, though, with Carolina losing to Georgia Tech tonight, they're going to be hungry. Duke is going to be looking to prove a thing or two. But being that it's at Carolina, coming off of a loss, Carolina's going to win this one. And I uh, I, didn't, I didn't say what the, uh, the point spread I was going to pick. But I think Carolina – I think it's going to be Carolina three and a half. It could be a little bit lower, but I think three and a half is a good number to, to have this game at. Uh, just because Carolina's the home team, so give them about a two, three-point advantage based off of that. One possession in their favor. So Carolina three and a half. May not cover it, but I think that's the one. I like the line. I think the line's going to be accurate, what you just said. Maybe two and a half, but not too much discrepancy. Yeah, I mean, it strictly comes down to this. I think these are the two best teams in the ACC. I think Carolina right now is the best team. The fact that Carolina's coming off a loss means Carolina wins this game. I think it should be a good game. should be very entertaining. Uh, I might would have, if they were still riding a, a very long winning streak, I probably would have picked Duke. But considering they lost in Atlanta, give me the heels to win this one um, on Saturday. I think that, um, that this game is going to be the height. I think Kitchen the over is going to be around 156. That's what I'm going with with my line. Um, I do think that Carolina, I haven't felt, even with the loss tonight, I haven't felt as good watching a Carolina basketball game in a long time um, with them, probably since 17. Well, yeah, what? A long time at 17. Sorry. I just, um, the, you played for a national title in 2022. It just cracks me up. I didn't feel good about it. We got hot at the right time. I got to give it to them. The redeem team, though, was was a pretty strong team, and I, I I hate to make you know I hate to agree with Jordan on a lot of things, and especially agree with him on Carolina basketball. But I do think that's a pretty good comparison to to that team. I wouldn't say they have the depth like the redeem team did, but they certainly had the talent. I, I think that. Um... I do think that Carolina wins this ball game, and that usually I don't say that, but I do think Carolina wins this ball game, based on the fact of tonight they didn't play very good defense. They allowed you know a lot of points to Georgia Tech, um, over seventy, which hasn't they have held on this ten game win streak. Um, they've had it where only one team has scored seventy. And so I think that's going to factor in. And I think Carolina plays good defense and gets it done um, against the Blue Devils on Saturday. However, if if I have to see another buzzer beater and Duke wins at work, I swear to God, something in that plant is getting broke. I don't know what it's going to be, but something is going to be broke. And if they lose... Kenton, do not do a wellness check because I will be fired up, even though I will be sober and at work. But I will. I will respond with anger. 
I don't think I'm going to do a wellness check on you on this one because I think I might be riding with you if, with Carolina. It all just depends on the spread. If if I decide to go with Duke last minute, then I might do the wellness check tweet. Um, but but uh, if I if we if we both agree on 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 Saturday for the bets, I I, I promise I won't do a wellness check tweet. I'll uh, I'll be just as mad as you are. <laughs> it might be you might get Duke fan Thomas to hit you with the wellness check tweet. You you might have to worry about that. <laughs> we should do a, um, a year. We should agree before Three the game three. to do a reaction pod for twenty minutes after. Oh dear lord. I hope it's in my favor then. <laughs> but that way uh, it's it's, all, it's fair game now because the the we don't know the outcome as of right now. We're recording on a Tuesday. This will be released Wednesday morning. Uh the game Saturday. 20-minute reaction pod after the game. We'll bring Thomas on, regardless of who wins. I was going to say, we'll, we'll see. If not, uh, you know, if Duke well, Duke wins, you know, he, he's definitely going to want to come on. But <laughs> but if Duke loses, then then I don't know if he's going to want to jump on. We'll have to discuss with him off the, off the air to see if he's interested. No, if I agree to it now, you better tell his ass to come on the air because yeah. that, those, it, are the, those are the terms. Okay. It, like, it's like – Either we we do it regardless of the outcome, or we don't do it at all. Okay, I, I'm going to text him, so I'll, I'll let y'all know. What, I, what he's, I'm with Jordan what he, on that one. I'm with Jordan on that one. It wouldn't be fair for Jordan to agree, and then our uh, recurring Duke fan that comes on only agrees on contingencies because <laughs> he's got to he's got to hear it too. Because the, the 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 football game he dished it out like it was no other nobody's business. So <laughs> yeah, I. I, I I was I was a little intoxicated for the for that game, but I, I think there was a lot of people that was in this chat that were <laughs> intoxicated watching that game. And I had to be stone cold <laughs> the, sober. The funny the funny thing was like I was the only one not uh, <laughs> under the influence when we were recording that. And I was sitting there just like on edge because of chaos, Kyle. <laughs> and then he just goes on a Drake May rant, and I was like, "Well, yeah, okay, that could have been worse." <laughs> Okay, let's go. We need to bring him back. I, I want Chaos Kyle back on the pod. I've missed him. Hey, ECU <laughs> has ECU's. I, I will say ECU has done the Louisville. They've hung in a lot of games, and I'm only saying this because of the Chaos Kyle reference. ECU has hung in a lot of games. They all they they played pretty well, but they can't ever win. But they do hang in a lot of games. They just can't ever get over the hump on the big games. But they have hung in there pretty well. Um, but Saturday, all eyes are on one game, and we all know what it's going to be. It's going to be a close two-score game, probably, regardless of the outcome. I'm looking forward to it. I just hope I'm on the right side of this because I can't lose three in a row to the Blue Devils because then I'm going to start thinking, oh, God, what do we do in the Final Four? <laughs> It'll be a fun one, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching it. But I'll leave you with uh, this piece of trivia after tonight's Georgia Tech-Carolina game. Damon Stoudemire is just the third first-year ACC head coach in the last 30 seasons to beat both Duke and North Carolina in his debut campaign per ESPN stats, Jordan. The other two, can you name them? One is a state coach, I do believe, but I don't know which one. And I want to say it's Kevin Keats. Kevin Keats is one of them. That's right. And yeah, 2017. Yep. I don't know the other one. 
The other one is Sydney Lowe. <laughs> so oh, let's hope that Damon Sotomayor has a better career trajectory as a head coach. <laughs> than huh. How it panned out for for those two. But yeah, Sydney Lowe and Kevin Keats, the only two. I do want to mention it before we get off. I did finish today. Three and zero on beat the book. We talked about this multiple times on the podcast. Some um, we've downloaded it. Uh, uh, like I said, it's very user friendly. Um, I've had a lot of reaction. I posted most of my picks on there at Cool Cans Pick Them. They're posted on Beat the Book. You can follow me on there. I'm on a six game win streak right now on that on the Beat the Book. Um, but it's very user friendly. It's a way to keep up with your bets. Um, also, you know, it's just it's it's one of those things that you can interact with everybody and see what everybody's got going on. Um, not just me, but good guys on the app that have it. So download, beat the book. It's on uh, the Android store, the Apple, uh, the App Store. Um, get in that and join in on the fun because it's a lot of fun to see those guys' interactions day in and day out. All right. Well, be sure to uh, download, beat the book, and be sure to follow us on the new YouTube Tailgate Season Tailgate SCN podcast. Will be available on that shortly. That's this week's episode. We'll see you next time.